e pëpet Sa gjumon o qimi Kami mua mita Gensoki Radio Live number 95 tonight. And it is an exciting show indeed because we have brought back the one and only Nano Satellite. Welcome back, Nano. It's been a while. No? He's oh, not here. DMJ. DMJ! <laughs> welcome back. Why isn't Nano here? Ah, hey! I, I, he, said, he said that you'll be back. I don't know. All right, I don't well, know where he went. Shame on you, Nano, for ruining my brilliant entry. 
All right. Is this is this where like you know, ODST music like the the, the soundtrack for ODST just starts playing softly in the background, smooth jazz for the soul? <laughs> yeah, maybe that could be. But regardless, with or without Nano, uh, we do have a pretty good show for you guys tonight. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Just not just because DMJ is back, but also because there's been a lot of news and stuff to talk about since last show. Yeah, there is. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to go through. Uh, some actual news that we have gathered from multiple different sites and things that folks have said about what's going to be happening in the next few months here. And we got circle news, we've got game news, we've got all the news. We got news. We got news. Guys, this is your, this is like five o'clock, five o'clock news. Yeah. For those of the US that do get five o'clock news every day at five o'clock. It's five o'clock now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for you, it's five o'clock. Actually, for me, it's six. Yeah. So that's primetime, primetime news for us. Yeah, you got it. But of course, we have also got new music as well. So can't forget about that. Uh, that first song you heard was I'm Alive from the album Follow the Destinies from Iron Attack, if you couldn't tell, if you're not familiar with Toho Music. And if you are a little bit familiar and you're listening to this show and you're wondering, uh, hmm, why am I hearing people talking? Join us on Discord at discord.gg gr. You can join the conversation, meet folks that listen to the same thing that you're listening to right now. Woo! So that's all I got Wee! for that, but we've got stuff on the rise so i you know first and foremost dmj welcome back uh, actually welcome yeah. back not a joke um how have you been where have you been just you know I, brief us okay so long and short of it so my girlfriend broke her foot i had to go to her house because it was one floor and I, I couldn't bring my whole audio setup with me i brought my computer and was able to build it over there but there was no room mostly because i picked a giant monitor by accident oh <laughs> yeah it's a How? 32 inch monitor oh boy it's a it's one of the the super high-end uh samsung not the g the, not the g series hmm. but yeah it's it's still like a really high end it's i think it's a 240 hertz refresh i'm so happy with it i've been slaying Sweet. like nobody's business um during that whole time, a lot has happened. I'm not really going to go too much in it. There was a shady doctor involved. Oh. Uh, I really don't want to get into that one. That doesn't sound too fun. Yeah, uh, never, never go to, never go to a doctor that recommends you a guy that's tried to sell you a bode stim, and he says, "Hey, why don't you come over to this Starbucks for you to try on this bone stim?" What? Don't do that. What? Yeah, and then the doctor disappears for like two months during COVID, and we had to figure out a new doctor. Because the doc, like, literally, just ghosted his all of his patients. It's crazy. How do you um, how do you find these people? <laughs> uh, you still there? I think we might have lost him for a moment there. Oh, no, I'm, us. I'm there. I'm back. Sorry, I accidentally hit the mute button. But yeah, I don't know. It just happened. Okay. Um, but then the pandemic happened, and I was. Who boy, it's it's fun. It's fun. Not really, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, a lot has happened. This is guys. This is the most gentle apocalypse I've ever been in. It's so. What other apocalypse have you been in? I'm just going to ask the question. Everyone's wondering. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, you never know. We all could be just reincarnated T-Rexes at this point. We I don't mean, it could be, but your you're <laughs> the question whether apocalypses that were uh, a little bit rougher than this have you been in, I, I want to know, DMJ. You said this I is the most know. gentle apocalypse you've been in. Yeah. What's the, what, what are the other apocalypses you've been in that are not quite as such? Quickly puts away time machine. <laughs> puts away time machine, hides Nature Valley granola bar wrappers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pretty much have been spending this entire time like I have become a Halo nerd. I re like I rekindled my relationship with Halo in the Halo series since MCC came out on PC. Uh, I think it came out before I left, but like actually Halo CE came out during COVID. Uh, during COVID, so I got to play CE. I got to play two. Uh, I'm currently working through three. I got a legendary run on that. I've read. All the three, three, four, th- all the Bungie books, all the Halo books up to just before Halo 4, because I have never played Halo 4 and I've never played Halo 5. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to get through those before Infinite comes out. I have become the master chief of Halo knowledge, quoting Brian David Gilbert. And I have become a conspiracy theorist within, like, you weren't if before. You go, well, no, th- now. <laughs> If you go on the uh, like the main Reddit I've been going on is Halo R slash Halo story. I have many, many a theory on there. Like I'm currently pushing one involving the line. I am. I'm the monument to all your sins and I have it connecting nine books. It's gross. I'm a monster. Guys, (laughs) I swear we're going to talk about Toho at some point tonight. It's going to happen. Um, then, um, (laughs) Another thing I did over the while I was gone is I actually built three computers and updated my own. As you could see, COVID made me poor. <laughs> so oh, uh, I built my uh, two co-workers' computers, my girlfriend's computer. Those were all from scratch. And then I built my rebuilt my computer. Same case. Um, I changed my socket. I'm no longer <laughs> as of J- January. Or, uh, yeah, as of January. 2020 i got off x fx 9590 board off one of those boards like ancient ancient like tough gaming boards uh i have moved from the fx series into the wonderful ryzen 3800x i have a evga nvidia uh 2080 super hybrid card so it's overclock and it has the hybrid cooler on it I have liquid cooling. I have like RGB RAM. I put unicorn vomit all inside my PC. Yeah. I've improved the thermals. Man. I've actually learned a skill that I never learned throughout my entire computer building, uh, like career, I guess. Oh. And that is proper cable management. Ah. I had. I. It was always just like shove it in the back of the case. Make sure, like, the front may look kind of clean. Now I actually, like, I'm actually, like, learning how to do runs. I learned how to do, like, really nice, like, intricate runs in order to make, you know, cases look a little bit cleaner than what I normally had before. I'm still working on my case because, um, this, my, my computer was the first computer I ever built, and that cable management is just so abominable. Um, I don't know how I'm going to fix it. <laughs> to be honest, I'm going to have to tear my case entirely apart. Maybe do a full cleaning and then just redo everything from 
you know, the power supply up. It's it's going to be fun. I also got new keyboard, new mouse. I have a, actually a couch a gaming setup hmm. uh, with a keyboard mouse like thing. Uh, it was $150 Nerdy Tech Couch Master. Couch um, Master. All right. Okay. It was actually a, sens- a necessity before. Like it was so necessary prior to me like coming back to the studio because I was literally gaming on a couch on and like in front of me was like a table like a really short like i would call it a two foot by one foot table okay so like uh set that thing up in front of your television have a dinner or something on your couch table yes but that was my desk with my monitor on it and like some bare bones audio equipment just so i could play some games like it was awful but now i'm actually using it because um corsair as great as they are their dongles suck uh and i have actually corrupted the dongles on my mouse and i can't use it wirelessly Hmm. so what i instead did was i hardwired them into the couch master board and then ran that so it's now instead of two usbs going into the back it's actually only one for my keyboard and mouse which is really nice um like I said, I got a nice monitor now. Um, the next only other update I have to make to the system really is my new mic. I still have yet to get that, but I've been saving up. I'm going to be getting my Shure XM7B with pop filters, hopefully soon. Yeah, Something I'd, I've been thinking about. That'd be lovely. That'd, that'd be good. Yep. Cool. Um, well, I have been goodness. I guess I've kind of updated folks as we've gone through these months, but just for you, DMJ, real brief here. Yeah. Uh, I wrapped up my associate's degree. I've applied for that. I'm still waiting on a response, but I meet all the requirements, so it'll happen eventually. And then I am starting up uh, my last two years at a university a little bit south of here for my bachelor's degree. And so that's what I've been spending my time on, basically. That and, of course doing the usual thing of running the station and supporting the stuff so yeah yeah i i also see um jumping a little head here to games you're excited for flight sim i i am and we have talked about this the last couple of shows but uh zara isn't here yet and he'll probably be here a little bit later he's just wrapping up work but uh microsoft flight simulator 2020 is I mean, I've been following it for the last couple of months, and it just I've looks been, I've really been good. following it, too. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it. Did you know, um, actually, if, you, if you don't already have hardware, like a joystick or a yoke or throttle or anything like that, you can't find them anywhere. Like, they're sold out no. everywhere. No, nobody nobody has them. I've been actually, like, I've been living vicariously through Air Force Proud 95. <laughs> yep. And I absolutely love like watching him just just fly like he, when he did that one landing challenge uh in the new game mm-hmm. and just watching the camera views like all around oh my gosh like the, the reflections off the fuselage look so good it's gonna, oh my god it's gonna be spectacular and that comes out I, in what three days i think so i know you i think there is a demo you can download now isn't there? Oh, is I didn't know that. I thought there. I, well, it was, it's the same flight challenge that they gave uh, gave to reviewers. Interesting. Like it's just at it's just the ten things I think. Yeah, the ten little flight challenges. Okay. Um, but it's not like the full fledged game. But I think it's still out, and I think there's even a benchmarker out that lets you know like, hey, whether or not you can run the game. Hmm. 
Um, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I would I would look into that because I saw somebody somebody at work was telling me because they're also want really big into this. And because I think they used to work for UPS and wanted to become a pilot. And they told me like, hey, yeah, they have like a demo out and I got a copy and I'm like, ooh, you got a copy. That's nice. Um, and then he had uh, and he also has like, you know, the the whole like crazy fright flight rig set up with the yo- like actual yoke, actual throttle, like tra- almost like a training setup. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, you, yeah. you are. Uh, since you, you since world. you watch Air, Pro- Air Force Proud ninety five, you know that like the, the little thing at the end where it's like you, you can go here, you can get ten percent off of these um, this flight hardware. And I thought, yeah. well, that's cool. Except you go on the website and you realize that it's, it's all like sold out, like actual like sim grade and comes with the sim price. It's like if you want oh, a yeah. yoke and a throttle, it's like sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, like if you want the real deal stuff, and like you want to do flight trading, it is expensive. But if you want to have fun, um, I mean, you can always just go buy the stuff that's on uh, what is that? Uh, the people that make the hotas for Elite Dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I've already got a, a Thrustmaster Hotas X. Yeah, Thrustmaster. Um, like I, and, and I would get the Warthog. I've used that for flight sims before, and it'll work for this one too. It's just. The, my one gripe is that it has sort of this dead zone in the middle that so it's it takes like more joystick to go anywhere than it really should but well, yeah, other than yeah. that and I, I guess it's all plastic body and it's outdated styling but meh well I mean I think if you get uh, the Warthog one is actually a really high quality um, I got to try one out uh, I can't remember where I tried one out but I remember see, trying one out at some point. Maybe it was when they first came out, and it was kind of like a little test thing. Maybe in Best Buy, and I tested it out, and it was like, "Oh man, this is solid!" Like there was like metal fittings, like everything's metal. Yeah, Wu Man in chat as uh, kind of points out the only problem is that I don't think people are interested in flying due to the pandemic. And the thing is, this is virtual flying, digital flying. People are interested in this because they can't go anywhere. Uh, so if you yeah. if you had plans to go overseas, you can go to that city now. You can fly around in a virtual airplane and actually I mean, see the sights and stuff. It's like Big Boy's Animal Crossing, only <laughs> without you know Tom Nook extorting you. Right. Which, by the way, I also played that. I was played the crap out of that game. We've got uh, another one coming up uh, here. Let's uh, jump into a couple songs and we'll come back. Uh, this first one here is from Tama Onsen. After that, something from Sally. We'll be right back here in Good Soak Radio Live number 95. <laughs> Yeah, can't 
と人なれされるだけで時が鳴つというのに自分の部屋見て腹飯愛情愛情愛情愛情届けないのは普通には戻れないから
Kinsoki Radio Live number 95 tonight with Nano Puzzle Lunar DMJ. Yeah! It's a good old crowd of folks what here. What am I fighting for? Woo! <clears throat> Only you can answer that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. I, I really want to try Fall Guys at some yeah. point. Yeah. I need to do that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it'd be great. Like, I don't know. Fall Guys to me sounds like one of those games that I would like to play but like what I'm, I'm gonna wait until it's unpopular and it goes on sale or something and by that point that you know i was gonna play it or whatever oh, but it's it's actually the popularity of it makes it more fun it seems like because a lot of this i mean yes. a lot of this stuff that like surrounds it is just like you trying to beat other people out in like a foot race DMJ, and I'm, just picking people throwing them. Uh, I'm not saying the popularity is bad. I'm saying that I don't want to pay that much for that type of game. At oh, this okay. Yeah. Like, like as, yeah, as much it. as I'm looking forward to Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, I can't buy it. Until, uh, I, I just spent $50 on masks because those will increase my chances of survivability because... Yo, when, you need masks? When when university, you know, starts up in September, I do have one in-person class. So, yo, like a... hit me up. Hit me up. I got like I because Ford makes our masks. Huh. So, I have tons of Ford masks if you need them. All right, well. Wonder about that. Um we can talk about that off air, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, that's just that's a thing. Like it's it's down to priorities at, at this point. So as much as I'd yeah. like to join you in some of these things, I just can't. Even in the game that I'm really looking forward to, I just I have to hold off. What yeah. we don't have to hold off on, though, because we're talking about games, is some of the new games that have hit Steam since last month. Um, DMJ, I don't know if we did this when the last time, like since the last time you were here, but <clears throat> we cover kind of on the regular any new fan games that have hit Steam over the last uh, month or so. So, and also, a uh, couple months back, we had a Toho Game Jam, so that brought along a bunch of new games as well, a bunch of new fan games. So, there's a few new games out there on Steam that uh, we can look at. First one we'll look at here is Koishi's Lumo. I, I kind of joked at the name a little bit with one of our other listeners, because uh, it's, it's not Fumo, it's Lumo. Uh, it came out on July 28th. It's in early access right now. It's available for $6.99. There is a store on Steam. I'm going to click this. Someone is highlight. I don't know who is doing what. Um, so this is another one of those games. Oh, and also for DMJ's sake, uh, a lot of the games that have hit Steam are games that have no English translation. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm already noticing that. It's, <laughs> It's been interesting. No English. It's been interesting, like especially trying to describe them on on this program because it's like they usually have some sort of translation, but it's it's kind of meh. Um, so <laughs> Koichi's Lumo is a big adventure RPG of urban legend. This game, uh, yeah, I'm, I was reading that. This game <laughs> is focused on the story, turn-based fighting, chessboard exploration, weightless roguelike RPG. Uh, moving on here, what was it? Um, what is LUMO? LUMO, which originally meant the lowest unoccupied molecular orbital, L-U-M-O, in the molecular frontier orbital theory, also symbolized the unknown field where it is at the forefront, but no one was involved. People talk about them before and after meal every day, but no one gives them practice and proof. This is the urban legend. 
A monster, an unthinkable monster, follows a physical road that seems to be artificial planning and natural reasoning. It moves forward, sometimes backward, and traces indefinitely to uncover the unknown lost way. Uh, anyway, um, so this seems to be a side-scrolling game. Uh, it's the art style seems yeah interesting. Um, yeah, and also it's uh, got questionable content, so I'm just gonna put that out there. But it is available; yeah. it's early access, and uh, that's a thing. So um, go check it out if you want. If you don't want to spend money like me, uh, we also have a free game that came out. Uh, actually, is it out yet? I'm gonna double check here. Yeah, Servants of Harvest Wish, August third. Let's take a look at this here. Man, I really wish this document would like make it easier to click this link. Um, so it's a free game. Someone pointed out to me that this is made with Danmaku Fu, um, but looking at the preview for this game, uh, Servants of Harvest Wish, uh, looks like a really polished um, fan-made Danmaku fighter. So yeah, it does. Jeez, like actually, you, you know, aside from some of the drawn art style, it could be passable as like a zoom game which is yeah it could interesting. be oh darn it, this is, yeah because it looks this is looks pretty decent this is like this is like when linus did the deep fake this is zoom's deep fake deep fake <laughs> this is a zoom deep fake <laughs> uh, it's just like like you know it's not zoom but it's, it can work but it could be <laughs> could be if Zun retires i can take this <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, the, this one has a few more reviews than the other one. Uh, very positive so far. So, I mean, for a free game, it really can't be beat. And then the other one here, um, there's really not a whole lot of information on it. Toho Blooming Chaos 2. Oh, it's not even a game. It's just a soundtrack. Uh, there's no price on that. It, it's weird because Steam says it was released August 7th, but it's not available yet. Lol what? Lol what? One thing that is available um, is a discounted fan game bundle. It is the Toho Project fan game bundle from Phoenix X Incorporated, and that is available for what would normally be $10 off uh, the regular price. Uh, altogether, you get four different games, Toho Mechanical Scrollery, Genso Skydrift, Gensoku Defenders, and Azure Reflections. Um, so altogether, these would normally be about 89 bucks. 10% uh, off is roughly $80.06. So yeah, and uh, I think Nano and I already have Skydrift. Um, by the way, if you have one of these games already, it just takes it out of the pack and you still get 10% off on the others. So that's kind of cool. Except for me. Uh, I have Skenso Skydrift, but it's not on PC. I actually have it on Switch. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, just be aware that that bundle's out there. It is uh, kind of a large sum that they're asking for, but it is also a bunch of really decent games. Like, and so Skydrift is a 3D racer that folks tend to like, and I think Nano and I had fun with it a little bit. Um, and some of the other ones here are actually like they're fairly polished. You know, altogether these games are asking for a minimum of twenty dollars each. So like, you know what's interesting? You just said a word. I don't think I think anybody has ever associated with fed games for a long time and that is polished yeah because because like there's a lot of early early stuff that just does not work yeah, yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> and this is and, and like once you opened up the steam you got a lot of competent people picking up some good stuff mm -hmm. yeah for so sure. kudos 
fan games are getting good. I, I guess, yeah, I guess it gets a pass from me, even though I haven't played most of the games in that bundle. <laughs> uh, I've definitely, like, and, and some of them, like, it, it's, the games themselves aren't new, but the bundle is newish, so uh, go take a look at that if you're interested in maybe trying those out and you're a big fan of Toho fan games. So, yeah. Um, something else that is new. Actually, no one filled in uh, stuff for Booth, so we can't talk about that. What a shame. Yeah. I haven't checked it, actually, in a couple months yeah, it's, because um, I've been too busy. <laughs> it's it's difficult uh, finding some of the music that folks are, are publishing because, obviously, we... Uh, normally, like, if the Olympics weren't planned for this year, normally Comic Market would have been, like, this past weekend or the, this past week sometime. Uh, yeah. It was the anniversary of a few different things uh, uh, like a few like a couple different games um of a music circle um yeah like, and you know a, a lot of folks and, started around now basically so but like here's at least and here's the thing summer games are not covid they shouldn't get together uh it, trust me I think it's for the best. As of right now, we don't have uh, a big comic market. <laughs> At least that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah, I mean, so it, another thing, like there is like this this virtual comic market or or VKET. You can look up. It's literally V K E T. Uh, they had a VKET. Sorry, I can't say that virtual market whatever you want to call it uh they had a zero like a like a thing just to try it out to see like show people what it's going to be about and whatnot um and i tried that out it's you don't need like a virtual reality uh helmet or anything like that you can just go to it through a web browser and navigate that way and i was i just found it really underwhelming not not for lack of participants because like with something new like that that's kind of understandable but just the 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 format, like I I was expecting to be able to see like other people around, like as masquerading as like you know virtual like circles or something, like indicators, something to tell me that I wasn't completely alone in this like fabricated world. And yeah, it would have also been really nice to see some of the folks like who actually made the stuff next to their table or whatever and. Like yeah. it was actual virtual market of some sort, you know. So, um, speaking of market, there's something here I never heard about. Hmm. I'm just learning about this today, and this affects me greatly. Google Play Music shutting down? What? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in our what? next break because that's a pretty big topic. So, we're gonna do a couple songs here. One of these, I don't know if you've heard DMJ. It's another Art Brown song. Hatsune Miko's. After that, something from Iosis of all circles, and we'll come back and talk about the big topic, the one that is highlighting our high um, headlining this episode of Gensoki Radio Live, number 95.
Zoki Radio Live number 95 tonight. We've got all the regulars and uh, Zara has joined us. Welcome back home from work or wherever you are, Zara. Home! Uh, were, we, were we talking about Flight Simming earlier? We were just Yeah, a bit, we yeah. were. Uh, are we all playing DCS after this? Uh, did not yeah. everyone about my little PCM, DCS mishap? D- DCS, no, is a, DCS is a large game and I'm not installing that anytime soon. I don't have the space for it. You've got a couple of weeks to install it. I don't have the space for it, Zara. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a, what, is it like 90 gigs, 100 gigs? I mean, like... Hey, wait a minute. Hold up. Lunar? Yeah. I played Modern Warfare 2, right? Or Modern Warfare, the new one, before we left. I want to know how... No, that's now 216 gigs, boy. That's a benchmark. It recondenses down to 100. Like, my folder's 105. It's a it's every every time there's an update to that game, we have to ask, what game did we sacrifice to the gods? <laughs> Ninety gigs right now in this day and age is par for the course. Um, the downloads <laughs> themselves are like two hundred gigs, but then it like recondenses back. It's, it's like the folder's one of five right it, now. It's usually the other way around, where you get no. a smaller install package and it expands to a larger folder. Well, no, you also get it's a little bit special, okay? <laughs> yeah, and you also have to remember, you have the people who paid for Modern Warfare, like I did, and then there's the people who play Warzone, which is free to play. I played during the Modern Warfare era when Warzone wasn't a thing, and then it happened. Do you want to play Warzone? I don't want to play Warzone. Actually, I don't even want to play Modern Warfare because th- there's yeah. a reason why I went to Halo, and Modern Warfare is the reason. F. Like it was great until Warzone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, um, PCS maybe I don't know. I just want to fly. He just all right. Yeah. So we need we need to get this topic out yeah, of the way because it is big topic. It is a boy, big boy. Two steps forward, one step back is in reference to the fact that uh, sometime earlier in the relatively recent past, we had the advent of digital music available through the Apple Music Store and now the Google Play Store. But something's about to change as Google has just made some interesting things. I'm looking back and seeing what episode was it that we had announced this. Let's go digital. I don't want to add a bookmark. I want to search digital. Digital Toho. We mentioned this during live number 74. That was August. Oh, that was not the date. Well, uh, okay. I don't have the date on me right now because, uh, lol, server maintenance. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah. Live number 74 is when we talked about it, and it's now live number 95, which tells us that it's been, what, almost two years, I guess? 
Yeah. And now we're going to see kind of a loss of Toho music. The availability or the ability for folks to purchase albums and download it via the Google Play Store. Here's- Which is upsetting to me. That was like the place to check for a while, though the translations were terrible. Um, <laughs> the, the translations were laughable. Straight up. So, straight up real awful. I could not find what I was looking for for what I wanted. I was just like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just type Toho in and hope it shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get all the Zune tracks. Yeah. And then those those have the best names. So let's go through this a little bit systematically here. Um, DigitalTrends.com actually has a really nice article sort of explaining the breakdown of what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. Uh, so we've already gotten... An, notifications from Google saying that, hey, Google Play Music is going away soon. And when I say Google Play Music, this is, like, to me, the first thing I think of is the application where you can play music from. Because then there's the Google Play Store, where you can actually buy the music from. Apparently, at some point, you could buy this through Google Play Music. I don't think I've ever done that before, but for all intents and purposes, we can treat them as the same thing because the music will also be going away from the Google Play Store. And also... Google Play Music is going away. So, uh, back to digitaltrends.com, what they're saying here. The breakdown looks something like this. Starting in late August, users will no longer be able to purchase and pre-order music or upload and download music from Google Play Music through their music manager or through the app. So, and, and some folks have already said that they are unable to buy music from the Play Store. I haven't tried this myself because that seems kind of unnecessarily risky at this point if we know it's going to go away eventually anyway so but it they aren't leaving us completely in in the cold because there's an alternative uh we'll eventually be able to use a different app i'll get to that and try not to break uh, the systematic breakdown here in october then us users will no longer be able to stream from or use the google play music app so it will just become unavailable in october by the end of October, if you haven't migrated your Google Play Music library to the new app here, YouTube Music, Google will automatically cancel your subscription at the end of your billing cycle. So hey, at least they'll do that for you. Playlist. So, up, uh, what's up, DJ? Okay, so conspiracy theory time. Uh, okay. Is this a move by YouTube to essentially condense all of these artists that are on YouTube putting out music videos and throwing them? into one bubble and to be like, now we can profit off what you upload. Yeah, no, so here's what I think it is. I, I think it has more to do with the YouTube brand than, than anything else because it, it's, it's a total, like it's a brand change, but it's also a systems change because you're not able to buy albums anymore from this, like this, that's not what YouTube music is for. YouTube music yeah, already exists, individual songs. but Google has created this path for people to convert their existing purchased library from Google Play Music to YouTube music. So that is something you can do between now and December. Uh, moving through this list here, playlists, uploads, purchases, likes, and more will still remain in your Google Play Music library until December. Between October and December, you can either use the transfer tool to migrate any purchases over to YouTube Music, or you can use Google Takeout to export data and download purchased and uploaded music. Some folks have uh, said this on, on Reddit as I've been researching this a little bit. Uh, some folks have used Google Takeout in order to 
get the music that they had. You can apparently there's a bunch of things that you can get from Google Takeout. It's a sort of a, a, a data awareness tool kind of. Uh, but one of those things is, hey, I've got music that I purchased through this. Can I grab that? And apparently some folks have had success uh, with reacquiring the music that they purchased through the system um, using Google Takeout. And the last uh, point here. Find music at Google, um, download file, re-upload to YouTube, bing bang bongo profit. At any time, you can choose to delete your Google Play Music data, and Google says it will notify you well before you lose access to the data at the end of the year. So anyway, the the... The path is to migrate to, use, to YouTube Music, and that will take your existing library and move it over to YouTube Music. Um, here, there's a couple of things that are a little bit concerning about this. Uh, it is possible if you've purchased music through the Google Play Store, like I have. Like I have at least an album from Google Play. I'm not going to say how many. Uh, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I know I have multiple, but. The, the, the problem is, like, the existing policy on Google Play, uh, the Google Play Store with music is that you can download it, I think, a couple of times before you can't download it anymore. Now, yeah. with, with YouTube Music, once you transfer it, you can't download it unless you're subscribed to YouTube Premium, which is like 12 bucks a month. Yeah, this is what I was fearing. So... There is a reason why I thought Google Play Music was the way to go because the the issue is is I like if I have music I want to own it. I want to be able to listen to it whenever I want. I don't want to be cut to a subscription service that can be like, "Oh, well, this label or this publisher didn't sign a deal with Google Play Music or with YouTube Music or Spotify or I, I, Apple Music." and didn't and so we're pulling their music down and that sucks and it also and this is something else and it was just, anthony fantano talked about this is the there's this ongoing um trend now it's actually picking up and i don't know how much of you guys actually like follow what mainstream music has been doing as of late but there's actually been quote unquote patches to albums um, so you can never, pres and this is a way to kind of destroy the preservation of albums as they were originally released um, and kind of getting this idea of like, oh, well, this album's terrible. Um, we'll just patch it later. Um, good, um, a good example of this is, um, I know Little Nas X has done this a while. Um, he's added like, because um, he made a, I remember him saying something along the lines of they added guest vocals on some tracks that didn't do so well and ended up do th those tracks ended up doing better. Mm -hmm. um, people have been going back and re-recording um, certain albums. Like there was even th there was even whispers like Metallica was going to go back and touch up Saint Anger so the drums don't sound so terrible, but then they ended up not doing it. Mm -hmm. But still, like that's something that could happen. Right. is you if, if an album sounds terrible they can go back and fix it which yeah. sounds great but from a consumer standpoint there's a reason there's some things i like about some songs i don't want changed and if some people out there be like oh well i don't like this part like a good example would be a lot of people really don't like 
in the song in the song I personally like, uh, "Members Only" by Vela Maya, where the ending solo is not a guitar solo; it's a guitar solo. If they're playing a guitar, I mean, when have you heard of a gent metal song playing guitar? But what if they go back and change that? You know, that's like the coolest part of that song is when it breaks down to this really bubbly guitar solo during the breakdown. That is amazing. And I really don't want that ever to be changed because that's how it was meant to be listened to. This was the original artist's intention for the song. He did not have any public pressure against them for this uh, this take on it. And I think that's what needs to be preserved. So that's that's one that's one take on it. And it's very interesting to hear that some music albums from some artists have become sort of this this software in a way where you can just patch a song if it didn't do so well and make it better yeah that's not really i mean my the not just my but just the more traditional way of doing it doesn't allow people to do that but such is also the case for for software and stuff anything that's really released on a on a disc i find that really strange to to do with music it's kind of like it's kind of like if you you know like I don't know. Music at least something thing. you can do with music. At least something you can do with music that you can't do with uh, a lot of software is if you like the original like song, if you like the original rendition of the music, you can you can either download it or better yet buy the album, buy the CD, and keep a file on you. So and then like when it changes, you can have both. Well, here's the issue: as a, with if a game patches in a way you don't like, you can't go back to the old game. Exactly. But here's the thing with YouTube music versus Google Play music. Can I can I just YouTube music? Go ahead, Luna. <laughs> can I just break in? This is a great conversation, but it went in a direction that I wasn't actually expecting. Like I didn't know music and like patching music was a thing. That's interesting. Yeah. But I want to get into yeah. some of the things that, like, once Google Play music goes away, there are some things that will be either changed or just missing or you'll have to use something else to accomplish the same thing so yeah here's a few things podcasts unlike google play music youtube music doesn't support podcasts so if you want to continue listening to your favorite podcasts you can use uh, and google actually has a podcast app and a website and so you can keep those intact if that's your jam that's one way to do that i'm wondering if that's going to merge too because um, think about if you think about it, like outside of our own little thing we're doing right now, how many podcasts do a video stream along with it and throw it up on YouTube for free? That's a, I mean, it's an interesting question, so, I guess. But the there's a couple of other big ones. I guess this next one I'll talk about here gets a little. Mm, no, I'll leave that one for last. Um, background play. So if you want to play music on your phone, you know, you plug in your headphones or you use your Bluetooth headset or whatever you yeah. got. Um, Google Play Music supports background play for everyone. It's just, it's an app that plays music. Like, it's great. But on Google, yes. on, on YouTube Music, it's a paid-only feature. So you have to have a, a premium subscription to do that. With one exception, uh, free accounts can still do background play for any songs that you uploaded. And apparently, you can also stream on smart devices, like if you've got a Google Home or whatnot. So yeah. you can only background play the music that you have. So I guess that's all right, fine. If you already had that that music and you want to play it in the background, cool. I just find the fact that they're disabling functionality on purpose 
like background play is a feature like come on <laughs> really like okay that is actually something that needs to be addressed why is background play like absolutely like non-existent and i mean and this is something i was getting at um because i mean a good example is twitch twitch for those who don't know on mobile you can go to twitch and underneath video settings you can actually switch it to audio only and it plays background like you twitch is mainly a visual medium mm -hmm. however this is something you can do and i used to do this for a while back when i had a i was on my parents data plan where it's tabbed where in order for me to play uh to, when i was in the car and i wanted to you know there's a csgo tournament going on i would listen to it like a like like you know, radio like radio, radio baseball that's awesome you know yeah and that was great but it, the other issue is with Twitch is there is a functionality that's being locked out from from actually not even by the people, but by uh, the streamers um, that you're completely locked out from. Um, and Lunar, you probably know this uh, because I tried to watch your streams a couple times and I just can't because the, uh, I don't have a signal. Mm -hmm. Is unless you are a Twitch, I don't know if it's an associate or partner. I can't really remember. Good affiliate you don't have the ability to, uh your pe the people on the other end of your stream don't have the ability to change the resolution hmm. yep. which is absolutely disappointing because i am locked to 720p on lunar stream if i'm watching to watch from work mm -hmm. and i cannot at all watch him because the signal is so bad it is buffering every five seconds and like for a good solid three minutes, it's buffering. Yeah. So I, it's, it's unwatchable. And I think YouTube music is going to do the same. It's going to do the same thing. It's going to make listening to your music a worse experience. It's it's just the whole I background play thing is just a hassle. Uh, you know, if and and. and the, yeah. the, the wider issue here, and I don't want to get into this discussion so much, but the wider issue is that more and more things are moving to, you know, X as a service. So that you have to pay as you go kind of thing. Like, Gensoki Radio all, already moved away from Adobe Creative Cloud because it is software yeah. as a service. We paid monthly to be able to use Photoshop or, you know, just yeah. some image editing software so that we have images for, you know, here's the next live show or here, you know, like just th there's other uses for it. But like, that's the most consistent one, I guess. Uh, nowadays, we use Affinity, which is already paid for and I'll never have to pay for it again. That's great. It's um, and here's another thing. It's not in here, but there. I don't know if this is an alternative, but there is Samsung Music. I've never used it, but it seems like if you have any download music, you can just place it there, and it has all the functionality of Google Music. Right, and I'm, I'm so like that's fine. Like if you want to download your music from that you purchased from Google Play, do that. Please do that, because I we don't know for sure if you're going to be able to download it again ever after this thing and, goes away and spotify has an ability to download it as well uh, i have never used it but i do know if you pay if you do have a subscription you can download your music i don't know if there's a cap or anything so that's a good but transition. i do know it's there it's a good transition to the the, the last bullet point here and this is going to get a little, a little awkward because we're a radio station and we stream music but there's some terminology here that's going to get a little confusing. 
So the category is radio. Google Play Music, in addition to hosting tons of pre-built playlists, also features what they call radio stations, which are basically just endless playlists curated around bands, themes, genre, and stuff. Uh, YouTube Music has this as well, but it's not curated. Instead, any song or playlist can become the starting point for an algorithmically created related radio station. So when they say radio station, and when they say you're streaming music from an an app like Spotify, what you're doing is it's still an on-demand service, but it is bringing the next song to you based around either some predefined playlist or an algorithmically created one, but it is still, at its core, an on-demand music service. That is yes. different than if you say, watch Twitch, for example. If someone streams something live, that is streamed. If you are listening to music with Spotify, that is technically on-demand. If you're listening to a, a podcast, you can download that, so it's a little different. But, uh, but And when you're listening to Gensokyo Radio 24-7 as the music goes, that is streaming. That is not yes. on demand. We Gensoki Radio does not do on demand aside from our podcasts. So just now, be aware of that. Now, you you mentioned Spotify DMJ. So one of the yes. things that you can replace Google Play Music with, if you're missing out on some of that functionality, we got Apple Music, we got Spotify, we got Tidal, Pandora. We, we've got all these different services and what bugs me about this is that they all refer to them as you know streaming or building a radio station or whatever but they're all on-demand services at their core so yeah and well and- also just be aware that most of those things are going to be mainstream music only or whatever artists have bought yeah. bothered to upload their stuff to spotify like maybe rashadi oh! b with bullet hell and I, well, I, I know uh, Nato has some stuff up, and Seismix has some stuff up, oh, and it's it's give, kind of a give, give yeah, me a minute. It's here uh, and there. Um, I'm I'm opening Spotify now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's really interesting is, so I understand that they're not on demand, but I think the word streaming is less being used in the in like the technical term that we know, which we're 100% right to say but i think in layman's terms streaming means using data for for layman's search because i mean think about it nine times out of ten when i'm walking upstairs in the internet's crap in the house what's the first thing my parents say what are you streaming downstairs hmm. they're not saying what are you what are you watching on youtube or what are you sure the, downloading sorry. it's what are you streaming the word download or instant it doesn't it doesn't work it's your stream netflix even though that's an on-demand service yeah so it, it has, it's still it, to them streaming it it's more of like a marketing buzzword the movement of data sure i, I yes. get that yeah now on spotify what's really interesting is it actually does both approaches when it comes to playlisting um because you have the radio function, which is the same thing, uh, but theirs functions more like because they bought Last FM, I think. So they have all like what Last FM was. Okay, it's kind of built in, so it's kind They're of like like Pandora things. almost. And then you have um, the playlist, which it will generate a playlist. The difference is um, the playlist will start at the end and it will algorithmically build a playlist based on what you last listened. It's only based on that last song. Um, whereas if you go to like radio, it's actually based on the whole um, 
artist as a whole, which is really interesting. So you can like build an entire essentially radio station by listening to one song and be like, all right, songs that kind of sound like this. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go look to, I'm going to just type in Toho there, and see what pops up. There are two. Oh, actually, there is several Toho playlists on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So there are <clears throat> there's two more things I want to cover before we get to the end of this topic and you can talk about whatever else you have on your mind. So the first thing is if the ability to buy albums on Google Play or the Google Play Store is going away at the end of, you know, by the end of this year, what are the alternatives? And we said two steps forward, one step back um, during Live 74 or whatever it was. Uh, we said digital Toho, meaning you know we've got music being released on both the Apple iTunes Store and then the Google Play Store. That was great. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference between the two. Music on the Google Play Store you will find is more often than not more expensive than music on the Google Play Store. Yeah. It's it's it can be anywhere from like 1 to 5 dollars more expensive to buy it over on Apple than it is on the Google platform. Mm-hmm. So with the loss because of it's music that t- it's that that big and not to cut you off for a second but it's part of that big lawsuit where mm-hmm. Apple's taken a cut off the top. Yeah. So Fortnite gamers fix this for us yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you, toho fans should be relying on fortnite gamers but hey you know anything, have you, anything goes have you, not, have you have you i not, have heard of this yes i i watched yeah, the, okay i watched the wan show from last night i'm i'm caught up okay good because that is this is getting really important i want to see people floss in front of youtube headquarters <laughs> in order to you know just for me to get my good music and take that oh, you know no more of this 30 percent off the top nonsense. oh my goodness so, so when this chat is writing, chat is writing. Yeah, I don't know why, but and then the other thing so, is yeah. Yeah, noticing. That's why. Started. Well, just go with it, and we'll get to it later. <laughs> so, yeah, once it goes away from Google Play, um, your digital music is going to be more expensive, and the only other option you have for purchasing digitally is maybe Booth.pm. But then you have to deal with navigating around the Japanese website and stuff, and it's not as accessible to folks who don't want to deal with that. And of if course, you can do that. And you can do like Tadamana or like Melon Books. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, if you're gonna do that, you can always take it a step further and actually get the the physical stuff yourself. And we're helping out with that process for folks who maybe don't want to delve into, you know, a, a random Japanese Dojin website. We're actually finding the stuff for you, and that stuff, some of it is available on our app right now. It'll be these these links, the the ways to be able to find these albums will be available on our website at a future date. Uh, but just know that we're already thinking of ways to help folks find the stuff once it starts apparently disappearing off of uh, digital availability. The last, thing, kind- the, the last thing I want to talk about here is what happens with this transition to YouTube music? Because back, you know, almost two years ago, we talked about how there is this sort of third party that's helping to manage the, the, the music on both of these platforms. When it transitions to YouTube music, what's going to happen? If it's not the case where people can buy the albums, but instead they can just stream them, is YouTube music still going to be considered that sort of, like, place where the artists can 
make their stuff available. Do artists get compensated for folks who stream their music off of YouTube Music? I imagine oh, that, isn't... that mainstream artists do get compensated. But what happens yeah. to, you know, your Iosis or your Alstromeria, your digital wing? This is a very interesting conversation because in my mind, the way I see it and the way I at least understand how the music industry roughly works, there would be cut and how Google works when you're mo moving within Alphabet, which is what I'm going to. I'm going to be referring to as the big Google overlord, like the overlord over Google and YouTube. Mm -hmm. You're essentially considered transferring companies. Even though you're still within the Google bubble, You, it's essentially a new company. So any contracts that have been negotiated will have to be renegotiated at the table. And I think the way YouTube's going to run it um, is they're going to take the big names first. They're going to renegotiate all their contracts. They're not going to. They're going to do that auto, auto magically. That's going to be a super simple process. Beyonce, yes. You know, Eminem, yes. Like you know, okay. it's going to be the same standard rules. But the smaller and smaller you go, there's going to be more little things you're going to have to work with because you have to also think. YouTube, YouTube's going to handle this much like they handle their creators right now. The bigger they are, the bigger the voice you have, the less likely that YouTube's going to want to mess with you, even if you violate some sort of terms of service or something, unless you do something absolutely egregious that cannot be like ignored. Sure. Now, these other artists that we're talking about, what happens to them? Yes. What will happen to them is they will probably be like, are you even worth it? They are going to strong art. I firmly believe that they are going to try to squeak as many pennies out of the smaller guys than they are the bigger guys. Um, that's why I kind of like in the in the metal world, we have these little sub channels that kind of promote music. Uh, one that I know of off the top of my head is Slam Worldwide, um, where you can actually host your music and your music videos on their YouTube page. And you're kind of represented by them um, for th just those songs versus, you know, having to deal with, uh, you know, deal with it yourself on your own channel where you have to hire your own management to do it. And that's going to be the issue here. You're going to see that most of these artists actually don't operate under a single banner. Um, ah, at least DMJ. when it comes to their music. But DMJ, at least when it comes to their music. here's the thing though. We've already had circles who have had this sort of duality issue between uploading music on their own channels and being claimed by tohomusic.jp or, or some other entity that is not their circle. And like this happened, apparently, I heard from someone on Twitter about, about a week ago. Apparently this happened to Soundholic. Uh, there, there, was, yes. there was this discussion where like, hey, you know, they, they basically sent a message to YouTube and said, hey, you know, like, this is our music. What can we do to, to get around this or to figure it out? And unfortunately like what how is this going to work with youtube music like if if somehow if somehow these circles are able to you know figure out okay you know my music's on this new platform there's something negotiated there's a third party that's working on their behalf will they even be the ones rightfully compensated for the streaming of the works that they have made or will it go to this other claimant? And this is the unfortunate truth with YouTube. 
be it reminded that there are already a lot there's already a lot of um Tuhu music in YouTube right now. Mm. It's just not it's just not under the name of the people who actually like made it. Great. And this is the big issue. So you have a lot of people like the automatic claims thing is going to be what's going to kill YouTube music and kill it quickly because of the way that Toho works and functions outside of YouTube and outside of standard music, how we operate as a unit versus how the regular industry works. It doesn't jive. And unfortunately, what's going to happen is these are going to become more rampant. It's going to become worse as it goes. You're going to see a lot of people start pulling their music if it even makes it on YouTube music. Um, because one of the arguments I could see YouTube making if they try to negotiate a contract is saying, hey, well, your music is too much of a liability for us because we have all these flags on all these other music that's on your in your label or something like that. That YouTube... and. I don't know how closely you have been watching those antitrust suits. I don't see Google fixing that until that's resolved, just in case all these groups get busted up. Because Google doesn't want to throw money into YouTube if YouTube's going to crumble and split into two different companies. Why? You know, I could totally see that happening. Kind of it's, circles back around to the issue that uh, Sassy and I both had with uh, YouTube uploading like way back when. Yeah, there's a lot of just it's going to be a wake up call um, for both YouTube and us because we are going to have to figure out how to navigate the new normal through, and then we YouTube's going to have to figure out how to fix their stuff to become more normal. You know. Because the automatic flagging thing has become absolutely crazy. Like the other night, I remember this because I was going to sit down and watch it. Um, there's a, a YouTube streamer. He's a Halo guy and a Star Wars guy. And he does a bunch of lore stuff. But last night, he was going to get drunk with a bunch of his buddies. And they were going to watch a bunch of YouTube uh, YouTube Star Wars memes on YouTube, you know, and like off channels that are on YouTube, not flagged or anything. Mm -hmm. And their stream got taken down not because they were streaming YouTube content, because they were streaming YouTube comment with copyrighted music that was still available on YouTube, you know? Like like all the stuff that, all the music George Lucas uses, that's what they got flagged for. Not the video, the music itself. So even though the video they were watching was still on YouTube, the video was still on YouTube, unflagged, their video got flagged for it. And because, yes, so I could see a lot of stuff like that happening where it's just a lot of, you know, double speak and, you know, well, this video's up. Why can't mine be up? You know, and I can also see this happening with like, like Rashad. Rashad will do like, I know he will keep his music up on there and it will work on YouTube music normally because he has a YouTube rep. And those having a YouTube rep in the YouTube world saves you from so much hassle. The obvious answer here is if you want to use video, if you want to use music in any of your YouTube videos that you ever make, the, um, the obvious answer is to just acapella the uh, acapella remix the the music in question and put it in. Uh huh. <laughs> mm, it's effort though. All right. But there's there's just 
Uh, this is like a really interesting topic. It, it, it definitely to is. talk about. Definitely is. Uh, let's get into some other stuff. Um, I, also, I just want to point out someone in our Discord chat, which, by the way, we we're most of the way through the show already. Because, wow, time flies when we're talking about this. But uh, discord.gg slash gr if you want to join the conversation, uh, interact with folks who are also listening to this program. So, um, we are past the halfway mark, but I'm going to read names and countries and listeners anyway. We've got folks listening from Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Chile, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, the Netherlands, Nigeria, Norway, Peru, Russia, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, Taiwan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And we've got a handful of listeners. Again, these are just the listeners who have registered on the website and are currently listening because they've logged in at least once from where they're listening. So, we've got Ansariform Marani, Comrade Crow, Cougar Duke, Dr. Strangelove, Flat Bartender, HTF Cherno, Hiner and Spin, Hagetchi, Kanzeon, Kuruna, uh, Sue Tempest, Sesmog, Skarmory127, Zas2, Can't Find Remote, Chris1, Crazy Viet428, Kranto B, Math for Origami, Sour Limon, Wooman, and Lumi. And of course, thanks to everyone out there who's listening, not just those folks. And to everyone who is supporting the station and what we do behind the scenes by supporting 3x7. If you like what we do and you want to help support, you can head over to patreon.com slash 3x7, get some behind the scenes stuff and whatnot. And we'll be talking about another little project we did on the side uh, after a couple more songs, because wow, we're approaching the record for the longest break we've had without music. So let's head over to some Shibiyan from the album Solar. After that, something from Esquaria, and we'll be right back after this on Gensoki Radio Live, number 95. <laughs>
It's Kinsoki Radio Live number 95 tonight with myself, Lunar Spotlight, along with DMJ654, Nano Satellite, and Zara. Buzz like. I don't know why I did that. Buzz like Zara. Buzz Lightyear. I think I I ended the, our last break here saying something about Bandcamp or something that one of our listeners said. Uh, and I don't think I ever actually talked about that. Someone mentioned, uh, what about Toho Music on Bandcamp? Like, yes, that's a that thing. That is solid. However, solid experience. I'm sorry, did you say solid? Solid. I. Like at least the re- I'm talking about the requisition of the music, being able to download it and put yeah. it into whatever I want is great. Cool. Here's it's great. Here's my experience. Actually, the closest you can get to buying an album without actually like owning, like without like actually owning the physical thing. Yeah, that's okay. So it's not it's not bad, but a couple of different gripes with it. One, it's not necessarily an officially supported channel, and two, yeah. Because of that, I, I have my suspicions here, but there's a circle that's available on Bandcamp, Rolling Contact. I bought one of their albums, and that album is no longer available for sale. So I have an archived album on Bandcamp, and I can still download it, which is great, but it's no longer for sale. For reasons unknown. So. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times this happens um, mostly because, like, either the band broke up, and they're like, ah, or, or they'll be like, ah, this isn't our best like work and yes i understand that's like a really that, big problem but it's, it's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's kind of similar to like a physical album going out of circulation just the only difference is you can no longer like trade it around you can't trade it around because digital low yeah yeah but i do have to say with Bandcamp, i mean i have yet to see any major issues when it comes to at least you know that's all artist run on there you're not dealing with these these middlemen that are trying to deal with these apps it's just the artist you know that does mean that um when the album goes out of circulation you may not be able to buy it but you can no longer be scalped for a hundred dollars for that album (laughs) exactly uh pros and cons i guess yes but there's also like and this is the other thing because i was just thinking about this as we were kind of like coming back in i wonder if there's any way for pete for toho music artists to get in with distro kid have you guys ever heard of distro kid no all right distro kids a subscription service it's relatively cheap i i would assume uh, but it allows you to release your music and it will throw it on every platform they got it here let me pull it up uh you might run into distribution platform issues because it's toho music that's my immediate concern yes however they do have a big reach including spotify itunes amazon title tiktok and youtube okay i'm not gonna talk i'm not gonna ask why music exists on some of those platforms but uh yeah same concern as before uh before we stray too far away from this Speaking of Bandcamp, Gensokyo Radio now has a Bandcamp. Did you know? No, but I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So a few months ago uh, on Three by Seven's campaign, we hit one of our goals, uh, and that goal was if we made a certain amount in a given month, 
we would start working on a behind the scenes disc. And that disc is completed and now available for everyone. It's available for free on Bandcamp. You can listen to all the tracks uh, as it is right now. You can, it's free, but it's also name your price. So like if you want to support, you're absolutely able to do so. Uh, we are also making a physical disc available for those who have the same concerns that we just talked, you know, spent the last hour talking about, where <laughs> you can't not, uh, where, where you can no longer get the music uh, or the the tracks in this case because it's mostly talking in our case it's the the behind the scenes discs uh will be and there there may be multiple but the it is highlighting some of our some of the moments from behind the scenes of course as it says but also some of them from on the air some original tracks some things we've put together ourselves with other music and it's just it's a bunch of fun like it's like all the fun moments from past shows so, DMJ, you will remember such classics as the following. Uh, we've got Strong Bad Mega, track three, mm-hmm. where, where, Sean, where Sean turns into Strong Bad. Uh, that was yeah. with BTR or whatever in the, on his Strong first show. Uh, we've got track five called Order of Operations, where I unfortunately uh, choked up on some water during our show with Nelson. We've got Koi Call. Which was an actual phone call between Nano Satellite and uh, DJ Koishi, who might have actually been here this evening, but isn't. Uh, it was great because Koishi was supposed to wake up Nano, but Nano ended up calling Koishi and waking them up. So that was awkward. And then, of course, we've got the 48th bar, the extended cut. It's actually audio that you probably completely forgot about DMJ. But like the whole <laughs> first half of the clip is is leading up to the moment where you're like, okay, I've got enough gumption to munch on that last Nature Valley granola bar. Yeah. There's also an extra track in here called the 47th bar, where you just finished the 47th bar and you say things like, man, I feel like a hippie. I should have lived in Colorado uh, or something like that. Uh <laughs> It's good. Like, there's some good stuff on here. So if you have been a listener of Gensoki Radio for the last several years, or, you know, years ago, maybe you left for a while and came back, you might have actually heard some of these, but they're available on on Bandcamp. Uh, That is gensokiradio.bandcamp.com. I will link that for all of you fine folks in our general chat and Discord. And any support's appreciated, as is... uh, as always so um okay if you want to buy the cd it's eight bucks and we'll try to get them starting to ship out next week it's a little bit challenging just because of how things are right now and also i need to put some finishing touches on the physical version um even though all the tracks and stuff are done like that was the really hard work yeah um but i'll work on that this weekend and we'll get it out to folks starting this week so look forward to it i am okay guys after looking at DistroKid. I think this might be the option. So I want you. Okay. I'm going to read some of the stuff that's just on their front splash page. So you guys can understand it. Now, this is all going to lead up to something. So DistroKid is a 12, it's $12.99 a month or $19.99 a month. Sorry. And you get unlimited uh, upload, unlimited songs and albums for a year to all those major platforms I talked about earlier. Now, 
Who uses DistroKid? This is in the little cute NA section. DistroKid is for solo musician, bands, DJ performers, producers, and YouTube creators who record their own music at home here in the studio. We have services for labels too. Now, this is a really interesting part. I did not read their bonus feature section if you sign up. Bonus features. Distribute cover songs legally. Get paid when other people use your music in YouTube. Unlimited backups. Instant Spotify checkmark. Manage Apple Music page. Get your credits and lyrics in the stores. Get a YouTube official artist page. Hmm. Spotify piece saved. I think this might be it. If like if you guys are shooting, if this if any if any Toho artist is going to want to try this, try DistroKid because they're not taking music uh, taking money from the music you upload. They're taking the music the money straight from you the artist. It's up to you to determine how the music the money from the music is distributed, you know? So, and the only downside to DistroKid is your music goes away if you don't re-upload, if you don't, you know, re-up your DistroKid subscription. Hmm. Here, I'll, I'll link it. I know we have a couple of, we've got like one or two different uh, uh, folks from Circles listening right now. So that's, that could be interesting. There we go. And I will drop it in general as well so that everybody can have it so look over that it's actually a really interesting idea uh thing i remember hearing this um i can't remember which uh artist i was listening to i think it was the vocalist for uh for the likes of you um he was talking about like somebody's like music disappearing from spotify and he said oh well they forgot to re-up their DistroKid subscription, you know, and I was like, what's a DistroKid? And then I just remembered like about DistroKid and I looked it up. It's like, holy crap. And it says, here's another cool section. Keep 100% of your earnings get paid monthly. I mean, that sounds like, I mean, if, if you're just getting into it and you don't really like say you're an artist and you don't want to deal with all the overhead of managing that stuff, that sounds like a great option. And I mean, this isn't like like just some like like big like little like somebody's doing something weird in the background. No, this was like TechCrunch is on it, Forbes is on it. Like this, they they have all reviewed this. There's a lot of people that use it, including mainstream artists um, who just want to drop labels. Sweet. And I mean, the other thing is you can set up splits, percentage of earnings for any track to anybody you want. Oh, that's cool. So like so you can handle can all that stuff because that we're in a circle setting that gets really that can be a headache for all sorts of different reasons. Yes, and your music is pretty much almost instantly there. I, I think it says on here in stores ten to twenty percent faster than any other distributor if you do physical sales. Oh, at a fraction of the price. DistroKid seems like the if if you are a Toho Music. Any circle out there that's listening to me right now that are concerned about this move of Google moving over to YouTube, please look into DistroKid. I can't say this in Japanese. Somebody please translate this so somebody can, like people in Japan can hear this. If you want your music in the US, DistroKid is going to be the way you want to go. 
Uh, it is possibly the best thing that can work for you if you are an individual artist trying to make it out there with us. It's it's amazing. It's pot and like I mean unlimited, unlimited music, any music you want on all the major platforms. It's amazing. And I mean, the they do say any earning, you keep 100% of your earnings after PayPal fees and taxes, but you get to keep everything you got. This is the way to go, people. All right. Like, distribution. Cool. Hype. The hype. Artists, All aboard the DMJ hype train. Artists, you have yeah. another option to check out. Cool. We've got a few more things to hit before the end of the show. We've only got just a little bit more time because this show really flew by. Yes. Uh, one thing that was announced just recently, in fact, like just a little bit more than 12 hours ago, I think, uh, was something on Twitter from Felt. Felt is announcing the uh, their, their imminent retirement. Uh, they will be publishing one last album at whatever the next event is and of course that's a little bit unknown because of the way the world is right now but after that uh felt will that that'll be it for them it's you know they'll, they'll say you know it's a it's a good ride and such a huge sad for this yeah oh man like i didn't listen to much felt but i know about the impact felt had mm-hmm this is like this is like when you heard, you know, I didn't listen to like too much Avenged Sevenfold, but when the drummer died, that was actually huge because that guy had a huge impact in the world of drumming within metal. You know, it's it's a big thing. Sorry if I sound weird, guys. I'm actually moving around in my desk because I got a Charlie horse, like mm-hmm. mid show. And I'm trying not to scream. Um, so yeah, I find that very disheartening. That's like, man, one of the greats gone. I know, right? Silver Forest all over again. Yeah, gosh, yeah, that was a while ago too. Well, we're not a the felt. So I feel for felt. So keep keep your eyes open for, you know, whenever they're gonna appear next at and some event publishing their latest album because that album is very well likely to be their last so i'm hoping the artist involved music yeah i'm hoping the artist involved stay within and just they have it was just like a creative difference thing and they go on to do cooler things yeah um we'll see i i was just gonna say like i didn't listen to felt a lot but i listened to a lot of the I listened to a lot of the um, artists that made up the uh, the group as a whole, mm-hmm. like who uh, was Vivian, it? Vivian, yeah, yeah, Vivian, Vivian a lot. That's yeah. um, Vivian. It's like um, a recent addition was Eris, right around. Um, let's see, uh, who else was there? Was Rocco in there? Uh, I think she did collabs. I don't know if she was actually in Cells. She did like the orange jam uh, I know she did the orange jam thing, and I know she was with East New Sound for a while. Uh, he's in uh, Nagi Star. Yeah, yeah. does her. Uh, Isna used to do her own thing. I don't know if she still does it, but she used to do a lot of. She used to do kind of like wubby house things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. And I mean, so that's that is a thing. Um, if you 
want, just be aware that uh, songs will be uploaded to YouTube from Felt, one per day on their channel. And uh, like we talked about earlier in this show, I genuinely hope that they don't run into any issues doing that. But that that is their plan. So. Yeah. I just... I wish them the best. Everybody who was involved with that felt, I wish you the best. Because you guys put out some stuff that really, like, when I first started off in Toho, that really, like, hit me hard. A lot of good, good emotional sound to it. And I really loved it. But it's not all bad. If you want to keep going with, if you want to keep feeling the felt feels, you just, yeah, you can keep listening to Hudson Tomikos, you can keep listening to Murder Ground, you can keep listening to uh, Toho Jihan. But yeah, it's all- there, uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, with me, at least this has the opportunity where they can spread out and move yeah. within because there is a lot of a lot of those people worked within the Toho community for a long time. It's not like how when a Toho metal group happens, they either go and do something like not Toho because like recently I've been finding people are re- recently discovering Unlucky Morpheus for the first time. Mm. And like like new in 2020 or like, oh, I've never heard about this band in uh, Japan. I'm like, oh, dude, Unmolecky Morpheus has been making Toho music forever. Or um, what was the uh, foreground? Uh, not foreground it's, uh, Undead Corp. Like people discovering Undead Corporation for the first time. And it's just like, <laughs> dude, they've been in the scene forever making music. Uh, we need to be in a certain mood to dive up our clips. Yeah, we do. But I do <laughs> want to see something go the other way. I want to see somebody mainstream come over and take Toho. Imagine that. Imagine if that something like would that would be wacky. Like, I, my personal pipe dream, <laughs> and I don't know if a lot of listeners listen to him, but if you are in the prog metal scene, Crystal Lake from Japan doing a Toho album, I'm down. 100%. Like, every single gent like progressive metal guy have, if you listen to Crystal Lake, Oh my gosh, they would make a killer album. Killer Toho album. Oh my, like, just the, just so good. Um, Helix is their best album. Sorry, I will say it. Helix is their best album. Sorry. Apollo's. Apollo's I don't think anyone else in here with the expertise to actually argue on that one. Yeah, I. No, I don't think anybody is, and that's how it's going to go. That's that's okay, DMJ. I I don't feel too bad about that. You you, you can. you can have your cake and eat it too. Somebody please come and help me make a pro a Toho pro a prog metal man on Lonely. I want to do vocals. DMJ will be your vocalist, yeah, exactly. I will, just as long as it's jaunty enough. It makes me feel things. Just one, once he gets that sure microphone, he'll be like, man, I can do anything. You have, you have no idea. In my <laughs> brain, I have two concept albums. One of them being a Toho rock orchestra uh, opera. Please let this happen. They are dark, and they would have like comic book tie-ins. It would be so good. Uh, contact uh, Unlucky Morpheus again, and uh, somehow get them to remake another like jazz album. Yeah, jazz albums. Who? who uh, no. well, no. What year was it? Like 08 or twelve? Where the, the heavy metal bebop, or uh, wherein you found um, heavy metal Miles Davis? Yep. That's good. <laughs> no, see. What I think would be great. I just had this thought. It's like make a Choho album, but in the style of Halo ODST. 
So like that just like random saxophone, but it does it's like not quite jazz, but not quite Halo music. It's like not quite Toho music, but not quite jazz. <laughs> hey, anything's possible. Personally, Toho Country album. Somebody make it happen. Yeah. Like I I I think that would be great. I mean, Mr. Kentucky, you could sing it. No. Mm. <laughs> I have I have I, I may live where that voice is a thing. I ain't singing it. <laughs> like, listen, listen. I personally believe that country music, like, I think there's only two radio stations where I'm at that play nonstop country music. And if country music somehow makes it on the radio, it's because it's on a pop station. Because it's pop. Yeah. It's it's it, it, country music no longer has that same feel to it anymore. It's mm. just it's all the same generic pop music. Sorry, and it, and uh, uh, Old Town Road ruined it for a lot of people. Sorry. We got one. <laughs> la- we, we got one last thing to cover before the end of the show. Here, uh, we have. An Eastern group, uh, Toho Station, you may have heard of them. Uh, they do stuff, I guess. Uh, but they are starting their own Toho Game Jam. And the folks who do the regular Toho Game Jams that we're familiar with, and the one that I participated in some number of years ago, are helping out with the effort. Uh, this particular Game Jam will be featured in a live stream featuring big name Toho people in Japan. So that could be kind of exciting because uh there's you know if you recognize some names what, what's what are some names you think of you know they, they might be there uh that goes from august 19th to the 22nd it is technically 74 hours not 72 hours you've got a couple extra hours aside from the uh the, the days there so that could be very interesting and uh apparently they'll this will also be accompanied by a live stream at some point um so yeah, they'll, they'll be featured as part of the Toho Station's 25-hour live stream, and winners will be announced, and the games themselves will be available for the public to play as well, as happens during uh, a bunch of game jams. So that'll be really interesting. If you're interested in joining, there is, uh, I guess I'll I'll get this link and link it to folks over in our Discord channel again, Discord.gg/gr, and uh, have a look at the the rules and stuff just get get acquainted with what you can expect with this and how the folks who've run the game jams over here will be helping the english community to publish their games for a japanese audience this is really going to be something like quite different than the other game jams it'll be really interesting to see what happens flop flop (laughs) it seems like it's like it's going the other way now yeah (laughs) yeah and, and honestly like i this this would be really cool. I hope it goes well, and I hope we see more of this stuff in the future. Honestly, something that comes out of there like the Toho's Toho's version of Super Hot, you know, yeah, where it started as a game jam game and then just became super mainstream. So they rebuilt it as like a completely different game that, but with the same mechanics. I want to see something like that happen. <laughs> like, that would be really nuts. Yeah. So this, this will be this will be really neat. Uh, I definitely, I totally look forward to it, and uh, I don't know, I I might be able to, I, yeah, actually, you know what, 
a lot of folks out there have nothing but time, so maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll put my hat in the ring. Maybe I'll I'll join in. I'll try to find a team and put something together. Most valuable thing we have. What's that? Time Double is the most to, we have, dude. DMJ keeps getting cut off by Zara. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you, Lunar? Do it. Do it. Yeah. Just do it. See, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be cool to be like you know some some game and and this random person Lunar Spotlight helped make this game while you see like uh, like beat Mario on the screen or something. I don't know what's gonna happen, dude. This could be this could be really interesting. <laughs> Toho, enough <laughs> said. I think yeah. that you know be- what. I want to go do. I want to go. I want to keep working on that. I want to keep working on the Toho game. Like, I want to work on a Toho mod. Toho mod? Mm. Uh, I don't know what a good game to mod for Toho. You know what? You know what would be impressive? Modding Arma for Toho. Let's go. You would uh, say that. Model modding, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they uh, they recently for uh, not recently, but um for the standalone insurgency, not Sandstorm, but the one before it. Um, at some point, they somebody figured out how to model like players, like uh, two player models. So well, that be because the original insurgency ran on Source. That's mm-hmm. that's baby mode. I mean, we had total total uh, conversions. Yes. Team Fortress Two for the longest time. Yeah, just, just do something, man. Yeah, just do something. Just have fun. All right. I personally think it would be really cool to see like a really good Toho rhythm game that's not like an adventure game, but strictly focused on the music. You also gotta you gotta keep in mind this is a game jam, and so like quality is not really. Oh yeah, I already know that. But like, (laughs) like I said, do what Superhot did: make a really cool mechanic and build around that after the jam, if it's popular enough. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Guys, final remarks here. The Gensoki Radio forums are back up. Maintenance took a while to get some things figured out, but now we've got a totally working mail system. Forums are up again. Uh, Our web server is newer, faster, stronger, all the good things. And uh, do let us know if you notice any rifts in the the reality, any gaps in coverage, anything on the website that's not working quite well. um, Just let us know. So... That's about all I got, aside from, you know, if you're like what we do, support us behind the scenes, all that stuff. We already said it, um, but yeah, go uh, check out Discord if you are interested in doing that. Also, our album, uh, Gensoki Radio Backstage Volume 1, or Behind the Scenes Volume 1, is available now on Bandcamp, and you can pre-order the CD, it's 8 bucks, and it will be sent to your location via snail mail. Go check it out. And if nothing else, then maybe subscribe to Gensoki Radio and Bandcamp. That'd be cool to see that number yeah, change from cool. the, the one random person it is right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, DMJ, thank you for joining us. It's been too long. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to be doing this every month again. Oh, it's been so good. DMJ, let's play video games. We need to do it. We need to. We need to play like Hell It Loose or something or Squad. Or maybe both. Yeah. Thanks. You you gotta DMJ. I know it probably can't happen tonight, but you gotta find time to play Unfortunate Spaceman with Nano and and company. I will try. I will try to figure it out uh, because I totally want to. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're we're ending it. Yeah. Unless you got anything else to say. 
I was just going to say, everybody out, stay safe out there. I haven't been able to say that since the beginning of the pandemic, and I want to make sure everybody out there, including our own guys, stay safe. We're good at dodging stuff. Just keep dodging it, man. If you feel sick, stay home. Don't spread it. Yep. Good advice, and I will say the same. Stay, Stay safe, everyone out there. Thanks on behalf of NanoDMJ and Zara. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Till then.